Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. They say every dog has its day, but when you're Lulu and your parents drive a Camry, every day is your day. The roomy rear seat is the perfect, whoa, is that the dog park? Backseat besties, it's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota, let's go places. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Fantasy Freaks and Geeks, what's up? James Kell here. You're listening to the NFL Fantasy Live podcast, joined alongside, as always, by the whiz kid from Wisconsin behind the glass, Alex Gelhar. For some reason, people think we have beef. I don't know why. Well, yeah, that was a funny thing on Twitter. It's just, you know, in fantasy, there are differing opinions. <laughs> and right now, you and I are differing on some opinions on some players. This and, is baffling. Uh, I'm just, uh, I'm waiting until the end of the season when my opinions are proven wrong. Right. <laughs> Very good. I like it. Marcus Grain, MG in the house as well. Oakland's finest. Or Vallejo's finest. Vallejo's right? finest. That's right. All right, there you go. And uh, Adam Rank joining us as well with his low-riding, flat-brim Chicago Bears hat. Looking good, pal. Thank you. I appreciate that. But you don't understand the plight of a blue-eyed gentleman and how bright lights, like in the studio right here. How the plight can, of a blue-eyed gentleman. How the light can play havoc. Oh, boy. I think it was Josh Hamilton who famously said that the uh, the day games in Texas were killing him because of his blue eyes. <laughs> that, sounds like, that sounds like some sort of emo 90s Oh, album, my god! The plight of a blue-eyed gentleman. That Thank you. Is really not cool <laughs> all right, at all. Hey, let's, uh, let's get right into it, man. We're trying to burn through this. Uh, oh, by the way. Uh, it's our obviously, as you know, it's our second uh, fantasy podcast of the week. We're going to be going to switching over to now a, Wait, so a twice a week format. Does that mean I don't have to be here next week? Um, no, that would mean you ha- you would actually have to be here twice as many times as you are. I know a, a big shot like you, you you like to come in on your helicopter and your private drivers takes you. Look, I get it. Okay, wait, you're the one who has an Uber coming here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, in my, I'm in my 2003 Corolla Buddy, with no roof. It is all, a unique beast. Uh, but, but I have a Uber because my right shoulder is non-operational. What There's a big mean? difference. How is that? Uh, you can't drive. I can't drive. Can't I mean, drive. I can drive now. It's, it's five weeks out. I could drive now. But I'm just saying, when I was taking the Uber in, it's not like I'm sitting here like Fabs or Akbar. Okay? I, I don't just take the Uber or have a private driver just because. Cry, baby. All right. All right. <laughs> let's get the top headlines. I want that drop, by the way. Top headlines. Let's do it. The camera highlights in the world of sports. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. This is the woo. I like turtles. We continue to follow breaking news. Watch the news because I'm a kid. So y'all need to hide your kids, hide your wife. All right, of course, the top headline in the fantasy and in real football continues to be Martavis Bryant facing a four-game suspension. 
um, for his violation, uh, allegedly, of this uh, the NFL drug policy, and that according to NFL media insider Ian Rappaport. Uh, I glossed this guy, my March to 1100 guy. Martavis Bryant. Martavis Bryant. Am I still being held to so that? that? Uh, first of all, yes. Am I still I being mean, held I to that? So. First of all, absolutely. <laughs> and now that prediction's up in smoke. Wait, I'm, I'm, really, I'm going to be held to that. I'm being held. Well, Rank just wants to see you in high heels. Dude, that's it's all. not. Like, listen, that's part of the thing. You can't put qualifiers on this. Why not? You said he's going to have 1,100 I mean, yards in 15 I'm kind-hearted enough to let you let you slide on this and let you get a do-over. But I'm, listen, you know, I don't. I, I'm not the only vote. But everybody knew this was coming. Why do you think this? What do you mean? Everybody knew why, this was coming. Everyone why, did not know this was coming. Are you? This is why the Steelers were tar- talking up uh, Marcus Wheaton so uh, much during the preseason. Ben Roethlisberger was like, "Yeah, this guy looks great." Like a lot of people, don't you talk to people in the building and oh. come up with stuff? Like they uh, say, oh yeah, like there's a suspicion right. coming down. Oh, that's but it. we can't say it until it happens. <laughs> that's well, that's part of the problem of working behind the shield is that we can't let anybody know until. But, it okay, comes okay, that's fine. You had no idea that Martavis Bryant was going to be suspended four games. It might okay, get well. Then fight. It doesn't matter. Right. Hey, listen. He's going to appeal. Lose. He's he's going to appeal. We do know this. Uh, it, it may get knocked down a game, uh, a game, maybe two games at most. We're not even how many sure, games but did uh, Le'Veon Bell get a knockdown from one three game? To two? Uh, two to one? No, three, three to, to two. two. From three, three to, to two. two. Okay. Yes. yes, three to two. So whatever. I don't know exactly what's going to happen more with Martavis Bryant, but uh, March to eleven hundred clearly. In jeopardy. We might have to put this one to a vote. No. We'll, we'll we'll put. It. Uh, there's no vote. There's like a vote, you? pal. Listen, he's got plenty said, of time to still get 1100. Oh. Yeah, he's look exactly. At the, look you. at these guys. Look, no, look no, 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 no. Guys. Go when, ahead. When, when he came into the lineup last year, he sparked that Pittsburgh offense. Sure. Our research team had some things like they had 70 more pa- – Roethlisberger had 70 more passing yards per game. They were scoring right. more per game. They were scoring more touchdowns. Like when he comes back, he is once again going to be a focal point of that offense, and he still has a good chance. I think it's a saucier bet now, and you should stand by it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Uh, All right. You know what? Um, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. All right. Preseason. You're week trying three. to get out of it. Once I, for the I second am. consecutive year, you're trying to get out of it. How? Wait. You tried to back this? out on Nuke? No, I did yeah. not. Did you I wear the high heels last year? No, that was you, pal. How did I see you roped me? No, because I, I no because he crushed 1,100 yards so fast. I was like, hey, let's still give the viewers a little something. I'll I'll, I'll bump it up to 1,200. It should have been you, but you should have been the one. Who, I bumped it up to 1,200. So, but you should have been on the hook for wearing the heel. Like, I had nothing to do with it. I'm an innocent bystander. <laughs> you just got roped in. It's true. Look, that's a story for a different time, a different podcast, maybe next week when we have more time. All right, preseason week three storylines to watch for. Um, uh, obviously, with Jordy Nelson gone, a lot of folks are going to be seeing um, how well Devontae Adams is going to be doing. You know, where do they f- uh, mix in guys like Jeff Giannis? And how many more targets is a guy like Randall Cobb going to have? Um, Marcus Grant, I ask you this. Look, I reached. Uh, I truly do believe I reached for Devontae Adams in our NFL Fantasy Live Experts League. I took him in the fifth round, early in the fifth. I know it was a reach, and yet the reaction in the room was still a collective groan. Um, in the fifth round, too high for, for a guy like Devontae Adams? Because uh, well, I knew he wasn't going to come back to me say, on the that's, sixth. That's, that's his price now. I mean, that's the asking price for Devontae Adams. So I, Because I have been on record saying the last couple of weeks, go out and get your guy no matter where you got to take him. That's now the asking price. My question to you is, 
you not mentioning Ty Montgomery's name, is that just simply an oversight, or is that because of his <laughs> alma mater? <laughs> Cal- is that because of his choice Cal- of university? Oh, it's a Cal Stanford beef. <laughs> very good, Mark. I hadn't thought about that. <laughs> it's a Cal Stanford beef, no doubt about it. No, look, hey, man, once these guys come to the league, I root for all Pac-12 guys. Um, I really like Ty Montgomery a lot. I, I think he's got a, a, a ways to go to learn the offense and to become a more complete um, wide receiver. But, no, I, I think he's got tremendous upside, uh, just not – this particular year, I think this is the year uh, that we actually see uh, Devontae Adams really come to his own. May I offer a suggestion? Please. When you're doing your drafts this weekend, and ours was on Thursday, don't draft a kicker or defense and use one of those two spots for somebody like Ty Ty Montgomery might go a little bit sooner, but I know in our uh, NFL Fantasy Live League, I took Jeff Janis Mm -hmm. for the express reason that if he comes out and it's like, oh, wow, this guy is clearly going to be the number three, then I'll hang on to him. Sure. If they don't play him at all and he doesn't look like he's going to get much playing time, boom, I'll cut him in week one on Saturday and pick up Seabass. Which is what you do all year long. Seabass. is so funny. Seabass, it's cool of the league, too, that, like, nobody picks up Seabass. So it's it's pretty much a given. Because <laughs> he's, he's not he's, very good relative to other professional kickers in the National Football League. That's, that's only your opinion and in based on points. So <laughs> Which are irrelevant in fantasy. Um, Let's uh, I Eagles. feel like that you're kind of fat-shaming him for that. Oh, uh, I, I I'm appalled. Oh, wow. Who brought up, who brought up just Jay Gruden? There. I just Oh, nice. Oh, wow. Nice. All right. Uh, listen, uh, the Eagles running back situation. Uh, we, we DeMarco Murray obviously coming off of a, a year where he carried the rock about 900 times. Um, how much will they use him? Uh, we were talking about it on the show today. Uh, you know, Akbar and Elliott seem to think that, you know, he's going to get north of 250 in terms of touches. I'm just not sure. I'm not sold on that number. That being said, I still think even if he were to get anywhere between 220 and 230, uh, he's a great value running back because you're seeing him go mid to late second round. Yeah, that's the 250 touches. I mean, depending on how often he gets in the passing game with Sproles there as well and all their great wide receivers, that might be a tad high, especially because why we were talking about the storyline now is last week when he finally got into the preseason, him and Ryan Matthews both got run with the first team and both scored touchdowns. So it could very likely be more of a very profitable committee. They both could succeed, but you're right. Um, I feel just much more comfortable with him in the RB2 workload, but, I I mean, you could see him if he gets the touches being an RB1 again. And the fact of the matter is the Eagles are going to score a lot of points. I I mean, they have. And they run a lot of plays. They run a lot of plays. There seems to be a lot of opportunities there. Elliott made a great point. Even if he gets 200 carries, if he's averaging five yards a carry, not bad. Uh, And you got to think if he is doing that um, and and he does get 200 carries, how many touchdowns does that translate into? You know, he's going to be pushing double digits. Eight, nine, ten sounds awfully reasonable uh, for a, a lead back in, a, in an Eagles backfield. Yeah, when you start getting uh, late into the RB2 category with guys like Freddie Morris, who yields a lot of touchdown looks to the guys playing behind him, what's the difference? And DeMarco Murray's playing in a better offense, more dynamic, more opportunities to put up points. So I like Murray. I like Matthews super late, too. Like, I... He's one of those guys I like to load up on the running backs later on where you just start picking sure. guys up one after another. And unfortunately, I missed out on Ryan Matthews in our NFL Fantasy Live League. But that, that's a great value and somebody who's going to come in and steal some touches. He's going to be a good flex guy going forward this season. So I hate I, to say it, but Akbar actually had 
I mean, he had a great draft. He really did. He got DeMarco at the very, very end of the second round. It's great value. So, wait, so I, I mean, really. It how feels about, weird to say, though. How many, <laughs> well, there were some other questionable how picks. Many, how many carries do we really think DeMarco Murray is going to get? Um, 200? Uh, right. So he's getting 200 carries, which is fine, which is about where I think he gets this year. Right? Okay. Let, let's go back. Last year. Lamar Miller was a guy that went off the board in like the what the fifth round in a lot of leagues, yeah, something like that. Demarco Murray or, or Lamar Miller had just over 200 carries last year. That's so why all of a sudden now is Demarco Murray suddenly a value at this into the second round when he's going to get that same number of carries? Same number of carries, but you know it's what he can do with them. Yeah. And also, and I would also say this: we know. Hey, look, Lamar Miller last year averaged. Five, am I wrong in saying this? Five yards carry. Five point one. Yes. So so he made the most of it in a Bill Lazor offense, which by the way is very similar to Chip Kelly's offense, but. I think scoring opportunity. I think there's just more scoring opportunities. Marcus. I mean, maybe. And look, I, and I, I like the Eagles' offense. I'm big on Jordan Matthews, Nelson Aguilar, all these guys here. But let's also keep in mind this is not Oregon thundering through Washington State's <laughs> defense, right? I mean, these right. are their professional defenses that they got to go against. And yes, they will probably have those weeks where they drop a forty burger on somebody. But then there's going to be those weeks where they struggle along and maybe they get a couple three touchdowns and those opportunities just aren't going to be there. I mean, I wouldn't truly be surprised if you see Demarco Murray numbers, his yardage totals dropped by about 1,000 yards. A, Maybe his touchdowns dropped to about five or six. But he had 217 attempts in 2013, had 1,100 yards, nine touchdowns. That put him around what? It was he like was the 13? RB7, I think, that year. Okay, like, you don't think he could be RB7 with that? Like, 270? He had a, he had a decent know, amount of passing work, though, too. But I, don't, yeah, I think the, oh, passing work, gonna... the passing work goes to Darren Sproles. The touchdowns could potentially go to Ryan Matthews. I mean, I just think there are yeah, other issues. De- well, I'll I, say this. He's de- Ryan Matthews has not been good around the goal line. Never has been, and I can't imagine he's going to be. DeMarco Murray, uh, on the other hand, uh, you, you get down there, he looks pretty darn good. I, I think Matthews is going to steal a lot of work in between the 20s, and he's going to steal some work in the pass. Down situation, and yeah, you're right. Darren McFadden, or excuse me, Darren McFadden, uh, Darren Sproles, <laughs> uh, there as well. Uh, it sh- it could eat into a lot of his production, but can he make the most of it? Um, I-, I hear what you're saying, Marcus. I absolutely, he could totally get 200 carries, uh, get a thousand yards, maybe 1,100 yards, and get three touchdowns, and it would be a, a disaster. But I would say this, though, in that in that Philadelphia offense, he's going to have some opportunities. All right, we move on. Uh, Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> Look, we've talked about this to death. Can we just go, uh, uh, who's the guy you're drafting, period, and give me the round? We'll go around the horn. Alex Gilhar. I mean, I, I've said on the last podcast I'm avoiding this backfield, so <laughs> that's why it's a storyline to watch as if Pick one of one. these guys emerges. Give me one guy. Sure, I would draft Joseph Randall in the seventh round. Marcus Grant. Uh, Joseph Randall in the sixth, but I'm I'm with Alex. I'm staying away. Adam Wright. I would take Darren McFadden much later. I think I had an opportunity to take Joey Randall at some point, but I went with Dre Ellington over him, or okay. maybe it was because mm-hmm. I had a weird. A yeah, pick. you went Andre Ellington well, in the draft. I went uh, Amir Abdullah as my number two, as my RB two, and then I went Ellington as my flex. So I, Darren McFadden, where ten, eight round, nine? I don't eight. know. A lot of it, I. You know, I don't like doing that because okay. it depends on what the flow right. of the draft is going to be. Fifth, right. what if fifth round. Fifth, fifth round. Fifth round. What if, what if, no, running, McFadden, what if no running back has been drafted in the first six rounds? <laughs> and I'm, right, I'm going go, to go Darren McFadden seven. as well. I think the I think he pays off later in the year. I, again, I've yeah. been saying that. I think no, that's what Randall, I'm saying. Yeah, early Darren McFadden, late in the season. I, and I and I can kind of see Darren McFadden carrying your your, your team uh, late later in the season. If you can get him in round eight or nine, 
Done. I'll take it. All right. Uh, Cardinals running back workload split. Uh, we know about Andre Ellington. He, he disappointed a little bit last year. Uh, there's David Johnson in the mix, who they just picked up out of northern Iowa, I believe. And then Chris Johnson still lurking. CJ2K just still lurking in the background somewhere. But um, Fine lurk. <laughs> That's what you do on the sideline when you have an hamstring injury. Constant lurk. I, how many? They have. They literally have .75 working hamstrings oh. in the Cardinals' backfield right it's now. It's kind of impressive. I don't understand what's going on. What's up with the hamstrings? Um, Adam Rank, I, I see you with a very dismissive wave of your hand. Uh, About um, Chris Johnson. Yes, yeah. please. I love Andre Ellington. I, I He was injured last year. I, I think it was a foot injury. It was, it was. Yeah, it was a big foot injury. It yeah. was a foot injury. It wasn't a hamstring. And – when Carson Palmer was the quarterback, he targeted Ellington a lot. His production was so much higher with Palmer in there. And when you're drafting him in the position where you're taking him, it's just going to be like a flex guy. It's tremendous. He's super good in PPR, too, because I think uh, – didn't Kareen on one of our stats mavens send out a, the thing of the targets for the Cardinals when Palmer was in there? And I think yeah. Ellington was actually second wow. behind uh, yeah, Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald. Yeah, he he's a monster when uh, when Palmer's back there. So I'm very very happy with that selection. Can he stay healthy? I guess that's the number one. That's question. everybody. That's, yeah. that's everybody. I mean, you didn't three weeks ago. But he's a smallish back, and three, and I know that's that's always a concern. Football is a collision sport. It's a concern. <laughs> it doesn't even have to be a collision okay. sport. Jordy Nelson got injured just running. Very good. Like point. that's. I mean, that's just the luck of the draw. Yeah. I mean, if you, I honestly, if you wanted to take, if you want to devote some time. If you'll give me an hour next week, give me all 300 players, I will tell you a reason not to draft every single player. You could easily come up with it. Stay tuned, for how the, <laughs> say, stay tuned for how the Grinch stole your fantasy league. Fantasy's supposed to be fun. All so. right. I know. That's why I don't like the negativity well, of no. bringing up old stuff. How about this? How about this? I will say this. Uh, David, jo- I'll bring in positivity. I'll bring David Johnson into the light. He can, you know, I love David Johnson, and the reason being this is, is because, you know, uh, you talk about um, uh, Andre Ellington, explosive player. I get it. Uh, smallish stature uh, makes me a little bit concerned. Um, but David Johnson, man, you know, you look at the physical attributes of the guy. I know he's still learning the running back position, but the physical attributes of the guy, he's, you know, six over six feet tall, uh, 215 pounds, uh, pretty husky dude, ran a great 40, has a great uh, vertical leap, and he produced last year as well. A great catcher. Uh, I mean, unbelievable hands at the running back position. And I, I know Mike Mayock really likes the guy as well. Uh-oh. Uh, so, yeah, you know what, man? I, I, I've been putting my hat uh, in the ring and really taking up for David Johnson, and especially for the price. My God, you're seeing him go in the 12th, 13th, 14th round. I'll take him there all you day. You think he's going to outscore Andre Ellington? <sighs> Boy, putting me on the spot, aren't you? What are yeah, we doing? Yeah. That's, yeah. What, that's yeah, what we that's, do. That's, that's what we do. <laughs> that's how this show works. When you, Hi, is this your first you know Fantasy Live podcast? I know. He's, <laughs> Oh, I got to pick one of these guys. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I'll go. I'll do it. Let's do it right now. I'll say David Johnson outscores Andre Ellington. Wow, frisky. Okay, okay. I thought about giving him the falling sound, but it's just well, let's just move on. Let's we, just move. On. It's there. All right. Uh, can Melvin Gordon rebound from a, a – well, he didn't look too terribly good when he got in there. Um, I know a lot of folks are concerned because of the whole Wisconsin running back thing, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I get it. Um, Melvin Gordon, does he rebound – uh, and where do you project? What kind of projections are you having for for this uh, explosive rookie? 
I'm looking at the situation there where he's just got two guys ahead of him who are playing pretty well. Danny Woodhead is one of the most underrated running backs as long as he's healthy. He's a monster catching the ball out of the backfield. Right. Uh, what was the stat? He, he had 76 catches in 2013. Yeah, I mean, it's incredible. And Brandon Olivier has looked pre- – is that not how <laughs> – I, I believe it's just Oliver. I believe it's just Oliver, pal. want to punch it up. You're in, you're in Southern <laughs> California. You're soon to be in Los Angeles. You want to have a little bit soon of – Soon to be in Los Angeles. <laughs> uh, oh, boy. Where are we going? Uh, now the Chargers are the ones going. So, so wait. Um, so Melvin Gordon. There's a couple of guys ahead of him. It sounds like you're not high on him. Uh, I'm not high on the price, and it's, you know, he's going in the fifth round. You know, the yeah, it's the it's a little it's a little round. steep. It's a little if he, steep. If I was in a draft and I saw him falling, and I had my roster fill, I my starters filled out, or at least I had my two running backs, two receivers, and a flex guy, and I saw Gordon there, then I'd be like, all right, because like we're talking about players at the end of the season who could be producing for you. I'm in. Definitely, in the Gordon. First, in the first five rounds, I would like to have somebody who I know is going to be an immediate starter and producing right from the get-go. Man, it's amazing how quickly those things turn. Because remember on draft day when the Chargers took Melvin Gordon? Exactly. Everybody was like, oh, my God, this is great. <laughs> Ryan Matthews is in Philly. Melvin Gordon's going to take over. <laughs> yeah, and then he was a little banged up. And then we see him playing. It's like, oh, huh, this guy. You, you know, know? And, and it reminds me, too. It's funny. It's almost like ignorance is bliss here because – I mean, Todd Gurley hasn't even played, and we're seeing a lot more hype behind Todd Gurley. And because we saw Melvin Gordon struggle a little bit, in limited action, by the way, um, <laughs> all of a sudden, well, I think folks it's not, are just, not too high. I think it's not just that. It's also, as Rank pointed out, Danny Woodhead was also a mystery in the backfield coming back from his broken ankle yeah, in 2014. Right. So for him to come back and get a lot of hype in training camp and then look very good in preseason action, I think those things coupled together are what have people, like, sliding down a little bit on the Melvin Gordon hype but, train. Uh, but, I mean, that's what I'm saying, though. But Trey Mason there in St. Louis, too, I, I mean, that's what I but it, we, it, I find it very interesting that, that it's happening to Melvin Gordon right well, now. Well, part of the problem to me is that we've seen these guys play. I, I Watching the Big Ten last year, David Cobb at Minnesota looked like the best running back of that group. And not being, you know – a draft Nick on the level of Daniel Jeremiah or something like that. But as somebody who just enjoys watching college football, I would watch those games because they would be playing. They always played in the 9 a.m. game here on sure. the West Coast, and you'd be like, that David Cobb's pretty special. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I just, and it was a surprise to me that he fell so far in the draft. And then when you watch the SEC games, which started at 1230 out here, and you would watch Gurley, you know, against SEC competition, just destroying people. Manhandling You're guys. like, oh, my God, this might be the greatest, like, I – I didn't. I don't really remember Herschel Walker, but like when he's breaking that guy's records, that stands out. Yeah, to me. I think the thing about Melvin Gordon, though, uh, you know, you talk about watching these guys play, man. I, I mean, I was kind. Of, you weren't impressed, by the way. I, I was. Mean, he was very okay. I was impressed by their offensive line, and I would be watching it, and you would be like, it would be like watching and playing Madden on rookie, where the the lot the the holes were just so wide open that you figure like. Well, anybody who's earned the starting job at Wisconsin should have a lot of success running behind that offensive I thought he, line. I, I just thought I was so impressed with the, his fast twitch muscles, man. I, I mean, yeah, the holes were there. You're right, but I mean, first of all, it's college football. The holes are always there, uh, and, and the fact that he's able to read those defenses and go and go and just hit it hard, and the fact that he could also catch the ball out of the backfield so well and really turn up field quickly and uh, and really make something happen. I don't know, man. I was I, I like the way Melvin Gordon but it was it was we, different than we've seen it was different history. than Monty Ball and, and See, obviously very different than Ron Dane. But it's still but 
then again, it's not because you're always a little weary of the fact that that system always produces running backs who have great numbers and produce on the collegiate level that don't necessarily translate to the NFL level. So when you're watching it, you you do have a little bit of uh, cynicism about like how big are those offensive like what other running backs in the country like who could we be pulling from other teams and just sticking back there like when Alfred Blue was at LSU uh-huh. he was playing behind Jeremy Hill like if you had stuck him behind Wisconsin's line you're like what would have been his projections probably good don't mean to jump in you guys should make sure to log into our draft that starts in like 30 seconds oh, that yeah. we're also doing on our phones here oh yeah I'm here so, who, by the way I feel like the lesson in this whole discussion how am I supposed to draft and do this podcast at the exact very same? carefully you're a professional James uh, I feel like <laughs> But I do feel like the the lesson in this whole discussion Am I though, was I first pick. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> the, the, I didn't even know. The lesson, Take here, Bell. the lesson here is don't play. You know, I mean, if you just like you just rest on your college laurels and then you wait for all the draft hype and you right? don't play right. until the games are for real, then nobody's going to you know nobody's going to doubt you. All right, we should, we've like talked TJ, about Melvin Gordon for like six TJ, hours. We should TJ probably Yeldon has, has mastered that so far. Yeah, too. exactly. And he fell in the draft. Although I don't particularly like TJ right. Yeldon this year. Well, here, while James is getting loaded into the draft, I'll segue for us. You're speaking Please. of TJ Yeldon falling in the draft. Why don't we talk about some of our favorite 2015 fantasy draft bargains? Oh, I Whoa. see what you did there. I have no idea how to log into the draft. You just click on the fantasy app. See, this is where you go to the NFL fantasy football app. <laughs> Which you can all download in <laughs> the I app have. store. I have and it. And, it. and it's an and amazing app. You swipe on your teams until you find the one and it'll say you're drafting now in big red letters and you click on that okay but i just did that is what i'm trying to tell you and it's you should be in there and then once it's your turn you'll be able to pick apparently it's not okay so it doesn't matter but we're talking about fantasy bargains yeah uh, we, yes, so we, we got a podcast here <laughs> um and by the way this can all be found uh, we just updated these things um and, and, and it's funny man you know i get a lot of questions on twitter like hey you know we're still seeing this guy on this list and this guy on this list but we, we wrote those lists back in, like, April. We we just updated them, so they're good now. Yep. NFL.com slash um, draft, draft kit. kit. And slash fantasy. They're all over the place. Sign up today. Uh, sign up right now uh, and, and get it done, man. It's uh, it's good stuff. But uh, we, we've got our updated top ten list. The one we're going to talk about right now, fantasy bargains. And, Adam Rank, you, you were talking about trying to be positive, the positivity. This is positivity right here. Um, give me you. a guy uh, on your list that you believe is going to be a fantasy bargain. I, it's funny because uh, I know money likes to talk about confirmation bias. So I do want to talk about Doug Martin, who was on this list and who I ended up getting as one of my bench guys, because watching him play in the preseason, he's been pretty good. And knowing, knowing uh, Lovey Smith, as I do, you know what? You guys are so wrapped up in your draft. I, I want to veer this off course okay, oh, and take this go. in a different direction. Oh boy. Here we Buster. go. How condescending is it? No, I won't do that. Um, but I like Doug Martin a lot this season. I, I do like the system that he's going into. So he's one that I was looking forward to. Got him on my team. Feel like I, I really rolled the dice with Amir Abdullah. I drafted him in the fourth round. I have a feeling I'm going to be burned by the Abdullah pick, bailed out by Doug Martin, and at the end of the season, I'll, I, won't, I won't even be talking about how I wasted a fourth round pick on Abdullah. Ab- uh, Abdullah, I'll be like, remember when I drafted Doug Martin? <laughs> and that's the way it is. Like, I mean, if you listen to this podcast, you know, you know by now that I drafted C.J. Anderson and I drafted Jeremy Hill last year. I rarely talk about the fact that I drafted Terrence West and uh, some other curtain jerker who ended up folding, or Cordell Patterson. Sure. So there was somebody else too, but you know, you hit and you miss. Um, some other guys, if I can go through briefly while you guys are uh, getting into your draft client, Ryan Tannehill, which uh, I still can't. I do, know. By the way. 
Yeah, you got Marcus, okay, Calvin Marcus, Johnson, Marcus, by the way. No, Marcus no. I just got Calvin Johnson? Yes. Oh, horrible. Okay, let's go. Tell him to stop the draft and redo it. I put, uh, I, I don't want to be doubling up, AJ Green. I put Matt Forte on the Oh, list. I was just about I, to I, ask you. He's he's a guy that I, I'm, I'm I crossing thought, off my list. He, he's li- I don't have that many guys on my do not draft list. Matt Forte is one of them. Why? I just think with Mark Tressman being gone, uh, I think he's gotten a lot you of work. realize he was good before Tressman got <laughs> Okay, yes, I realize that. And I also realize that uh, he's gotten a lot of work. A lot of work. Uh, and I'm a little bit worried that, uh, look, this is not a great Chicago Bears team. If they start getting behind, they've got – They're going to take him out on passing downs? No, no, no. I just, <laughs> I just don't know if he's going to get uh, enough work um, to justify uh, the price that you're going to have to pay for this guy because he's going in the, in the top seven or eight picks, is he not? I, I was actually shocked when I believe it was Matt Money Smith took him in the first round. I, I, I put this list out thinking, like, if I'm getting Matt Forte in the second round, yeah. I'm very happy with that. And that's where I was seeing his ADP using, like, the uh, fantasy football calculator and some other various resources that we have at our disposal and seeing, like, second round for him because I'm a big proponent of going receiver-receiver, but if the draft dictates that, you know what, one of these good running backs is going to be remaining there because I got – Jeremy Hill in the middle of the second round that I will go ahead and do that. And Matt Forte is one of those guys that if I see and if I'm in the middle of the second round or later in the second round and he's falling, I will definitely jump in. I think that this offense is better suited for him. They will be more run first. Um, talking to some people, I don't believe that Forte really liked his role as the pa- as the sole pass catcher. Right. He's, he's said in like numerous articles he's excited to get back to that like, kind of ground and pound, like run first style. I think he Under Lovey Smith. Yeah, I don't know if it was just he got burnt out or he didn't like being out in the space I, that much, but he you know, he, yeah, he caught 103 I'll, passes. He ran a all million I know, routes. All I know is I just grabbed him with the number six spot in our draft. So well, there you go. I'm good with it. I mean, I'm with Ryan. He was, this guy is a very talented guy, even before Mark Tressman showed up there. I, I wasn't surprised that he caught 100 passes with Trestman there because I, I went back to the fact that Mark Trestman right. he was the OC in San Francisco got 87 receptions for a dude named Derek LaVille so Hello. Matt Forte was definitely going to have a big year I, I still like the guy and I think he falls in that gray area where if you're in the middle of the first round of your draft like you know it, it's you know are you going Antonio Brown Aaron Rodgers but is you know Matt Forte Marshawn Lynch I think all those guys kind of get lumped into that mid part of the first round um, uh, another guy that I have circled here in terms of uh, fantasy bargains. I'm really getting distracted by this. I can't draft on my phone. It's just it's, it's upsetting me right now. Um, I'll say that Shane Vereen we're seeing going super, super late. I know we've extolled the virtues uh, of Shane Vereen. I wrote about David Johnson in our draft kit as well. Um, Teddy Bridgewater, another guy that I think is going late in, in fantasy drafts that could provide some real value. Um, Marcus, give me a guy on your list um, uh, in terms of fantasy bargains that that you've circled and said, you know, I got to get this guy because he's going too late in drafts. Um, well, a guy that uh, I, I think uh, that I, I've had my eye on, I have yet to be able to get him in a draft because it just hasn't worked out timing wise. Okay. But I have become more and more enamored with Tyler Eifert as a fantasy commodity this year. I, I think what happened with him playing just one quarter of one game last year. Everybody kind of forgot about him, and uh, you know, seeing what he's done so far in this preseason has reminded everybody how athletic he is and right. why the Bengals loved him so much uh, coming out of Notre Dame. And again, I think this is kind of the Andy Dalton corollary where everybody looks at Andy Dalton and they're like, and they think that you know it's going to impact. AJ <laughs> that was a very good impression of people that look at Andy Dalton, uh, you know. And so, but I, I think that you know, you look around and. 
it's one of these things where the weapons around Dalton will help make him better, and I think Tyler Eifert's one of those guys. Um, can I ask you about, you put Arian Foster on this list. Well, he was a bargain until, like, you know, 24 hours ago. Well, he was uh, he was a bargain right until after I stole him in the Experts League draft when the reports came out that he's been working out at the facility and they expect him back by, like, week two to four. <laughs> so, because I got him in the little right. tease, I got him in the seventh round of that Experts League draft, and that, for a guy that could be a top-five running back, I totally got was, why you had him on there. When it was looking like, you know, maybe week six or so, he was really a value, a bargain guy. Then it goes to week, you know, being two to four weeks, and, uh, you know, then all of a sudden it's not quite so valuable. Although I will say, I don't know if you've seen – your sources in the know say that an asteroid may destroy Earth within four weeks. So now that pick isn't looking so valuable. <laughs> let's right. Bruce Willis on the case. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Gilhar, give me a guy. Uh, let's see. You know, we've talked about some good ones. I The first guy I put on my list is still Stevie Johnson. I really like him in San Diego this year. He's the kind of pass catcher that should thrive with Phillip Rivers. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if he and um, – Keenan Allen put up a similar amount of production, both probably around 1,000 yards and maybe in that 6 to 10 touchdown range. But the fact that you can get Stevie Johnson for basically free at the end of a draft, I think right. that's a tremendous bargain. And uh, the, the numbers won't be that big between the two of them, I think, at the end of the season. So I'm going to wait and take the guy that I can get in round 15 as opposed to the one in round 5. All right, let's move on. Let's talk about our very own Fantasy Live League um, draft. It's funny because you know people, I'm always torn about this because no one cares about your fantasy team. Yeah, but they, it's like it's like talking about a bad beat in poker. Except no one when cares, they except for when they do. They read except for, yeah, mock exactly. drafts. Like this is basically this. this is like I was saying draft. to you, this is our mock draft. Right. Except so. this one was for real. So this is how we really feel about right. all these players and the experts. And like, that's why I'm always so torn about it because it's like, hey, we're going to be talking about our fantasy team, but then it's but like, well, but, you, but people actually are very curious about yeah. how this actually plays out when you got ten guys who have been playing fantasy for a decade plus. And they're really into it, and they're every single person in this league is in the know. Uh, how does it play out? So, um, in terms of the top four, I, I don't quite remember what the draft order was, but I know the top four because I was number Akbar four. was first. Akbar was, was number one because year. he was last last year, and then it was Elliot Elliot. Harrison, and then Dave Damashek. We need to have relegation. Relegation, where if you come in last, you can't you get out of the league. league. <laughs> that would make things. We have a, we have a couple of upstarts with the franchise I and know. Matty Harmon who are ready to ready to be in this league, deserve a chance to be in this league. The Wiz and is in. I am in now. Well, finally, I I agree. I how like much it. how much uh, wrangling <clears throat> had to do for that? All right, so and it's right. got it's got Michael Fabiano in it as well. It's got Marcus Grant, Matt uh, Money Smith. Matt Money Smith is in it. Maurice Jones Drew mm-hmm. uh, is in our league, and, and we introduced uh, and the Alex three time champ. And the three-time champ, Adam Rankin. Oh, thank you. Oh, hey, bud. Oh, wow, look how that got uh, slipped in there. Oh. <laughs> All right, so what, should we talk about surprises? or? Yeah, I mean, um, you know, here's the thing, and Adam Rankin will love this. The fact that Akbar had been extolling the virtues of Jamal Charles, Jamal Charles, Jamal Charles, I think Adam Rank asked him point blank. So if you got the number one I overall told him he has the number one overall pick. Are you taking, taking Jamal, Jamal Charles? And he said, yeah. yes, I am. There's a this is and then he goes Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> like, There's a couple going things. on here. Not Smoke only that, screen. he does it. Yeah, that's the whole thing. Like he does that. The guy, there was a guy on the TV show talking about how much Odell Beckham Jr. sucks, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> the second round, Boom, right before Odell I pick, Beckham. right before I'm, I'm looking at the board, I'm looking at the board, and I've got Antonio Brown, and the guy in front of me, who's drafting in front of me, has spent the last. 65 weeks <laughs> burying Odell Beckham Jr., just crushing him, telling, no, he's no good. There's no way he'll ever – he scored way too many points last year. And I'm like, rock 
the freak on. I am getting Antonio Brown. <laughs> and I am Odell, Beckham. Odell Beckham. I'm going to start just fist pumping and bumping everybody. And then, lo and behold, Odell Beckham, the guy just takes him. Uh, Adam Rank had the sixth pick. Michael Fabiano had the seventh pick. Um, Alex Gelhar is the new, new member. Um, had, I got stuck at the back end. He, he was number 10 overall. Maurice Jones-Drew was number 9, um, just to kind of give people an idea of where they were drafting. So Adam Rank, I, I really liked uh, his draft position. He was right smack dab in the middle of the draft. Marcus, were you 5? I was 5. So Marcus was 5 right there. So uh, I was 4, Marcus was uh, 5, and then Adam Rank was 6. Gelhar at 10, uh, and Fabiano was at 7. So uh, just to kind of give an idea. And you can uh, read the full recap on NFL.com slash fantasy. It'll be up to day. And uh, the upstarts, as you said, Franchise and Harmon are doing a little snark in between the rounds. So we'll Good. see what they thought about the Excellent drafts idea. and the picks. I do like that. I okay. probably deserve every bad thing. So. Uh, the, the biggest surprise uh, came in the first round, third pick. Uh, Sheck took Andrew Luck. He's been saying he's going to do this. All third offseason. overall. He said he's going to get one of the top two quarterbacks early. And, I mean, if him picking at third, I th- thought that was going to be the perfect that's, chance for it to call early. his bluff. But, lo and behold, Andrew Luck went off the board then. So now, so now I do have to say this. Um, uh, now, I know Akbar had been talking about, you know, uh, Jamal Charles, and he ended up with Le'Veon Bell. I know I've been talking about taking Luck or Rodgers in the very first round. Um, the reason I didn't do it is because I looked at the back half of the draft. I already knew Adam Rank wanted to go wide receiver, wide receiver, so I think he, I was pretty safe in assuming he wasn't going to go there. I know Gelhar wasn't thinking about quarterback going there either. We know Fabs ain't going there. So really I had to survive uh, one guy, or maybe two guys, Marcus Grant and Maurice Jones-Drew. Mm-hmm. But but even it's then, I, I, I was I – was, it was basically – I was gambling that I would be able to get Rodgers on the comeback. It was a smart and gamble because, out. and you also knew Matt Money Smith was going to take Drew Brees at right. some point. Oh, that's the other guy. So yeah. I knew that he. So 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 I knew that Rodgers wasn't on Matt Money Smith's radar either. So really, I only had to survive a couple managers, and I felt Savage. relatively confident in doing that. And that's, and that's, that's why advice. I did it. That's good advice to know your draft. Yeah, yeah. Know your draft. Advice. All right. So first, uh, so with the fourth overall pick, I took Eddie Lacy, and in a very Akbar esque move, I, I immediately offered Eddie Lacy straight up for. <laughs> <laughs> for Marshawn Lynch, uh, who was only to rescind seventh, the trade-off, who was taken seventh overall, uh, only to rescind it ba- basically two two rounds later, where Fab's like, "Hey, you want me to execute this trade?" And I'm like, "Nah, you know what? Nah, I'm good." And, and actually, I got to be honest. The reason I did that's that, hilarious. Though, the reason I did that though was because I actually felt bad um, about it. Not for Fabs, but actually more for you guys. Because if I had taken Marshawn Lynch there at four, which would have been a passion pick, clearly. Yes. I, I, I didn't. I didn't rank. Naturally. Who would you have taken? That's what I'm trying to ask. What if 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 what if if Eddie Lacy were still there at five? Yeah. yeah. I would have taken Eddie Lacy. There you go. Yeah. Well, so that's why I felt bad. Draft? I drafted Jamal saying? Charles. Yeah. So that's why I would have felt bad. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to give Fabs Lacy when really it, it's really kind of screwing over Marcus and Adam Rank, I think. That's so, that's fair. What, what an honorable move. I, Plus, it was hilarious to I see you hilarious. put that trade out there. And then, and then <laughs> just quickly ignore it and rescind it. Right. It was although, although I still might try to make a move. Uh, Eddie Lacy for uh, Marshawn and Martavis Bryant, who, and I think he's open to it. So I, I'm, Ooh, I don't know. I'm, I'm that's a little saucy. All right. Um, Akbar took Manning and Brady. Uh, Manning fell what to the fourth round, fourth or fifth or something. I don't know. It was an expert league. Of course, he fell. Right. Um, I, I, can we just can we just acknowledge the fact that Dave Damashek drafted? Not only did he draft both Mike Evans and Vincent Jackson, okay, but he also took both Kobe Fleener and Dwayne Allen. That makes no sense right. whatsoever. 
and I love him for it. <laughs> yeah, I was appreciative of him take. That I was... love Dwayne Allen, but having him taken in like the eighth round or whatever, I was like, all right, thanks, Check. All right, pretty good. Um, so he took Dwayne Allen in the eighth. Something like that. It was early. Was it ahead of uh, my Guys tight end? Like Eifert and so, who's your tight end? Julius, Julius Thomas. Thomas. Yeah, Julius actually, it Thomas was. In I'm the, pretty sure. Adam Rick got Julius that Thomas was in the ninth. I was round. I was mad because that is unbelievable. At the ten turn, I took uh, Rob Gronkowski and Julio Jones. Very comfortable doing that. Love. However, then when I'm sitting there, you know, round seven, eight, I'm like, wow, nobody's taking Julius Thomas. Round nine, I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, had I been able to take, I don't know, it's crazy. Julio and somebody else? Of course, you never know that. But right. I'm very happy to have Gronk. But like Julius Thomas in the ninth round is insane value insane i think that was the pick of the of the draft i really do uh, i mean the fact that you could get julius thomas in the ninth round that's bananas it's nuts and i've got two members of uh the jacksonville jaguars on my team putting my ball. money putting my money putting my money where my tj yeldon yep there you go putting my money where my mouth is and if i uh i think uh alex took uh a rob yes i did so i did not get um marcus grant let me ask you this uh your favorite pick of the draft uh for you for my, my my favorite pick, uh, you know, I, I liked getting Jordan Matthews in the fourth round. I, I've been saying this whole offseason that I've been targeting Nelson Aguilar, and every draft I'm in, somehow Jordan Matthews keeps falling in my lap. So <laughs> that's I, not a bad problem to no, have. No, that's not a bad problem at all to have. Really I'll trade you straight with, up right now. Um, yeah, no, not so much. Um, you know, I also liked, and uh, I'm putting this out there for anybody in our league that's listening, that uh, I just got sniped on Doug Martin. This is really yeah, buddy. Um, you know, I I, I, oh, I put it out there. I have Teddy Bridgewater. I also have Ryan Tannehill. So if somebody wants to make a deal for one of those two guys, uh, I am open to to hearing anything. All right, I will not uh, because I've <laughs> uh, so I'm good. I'm good there. I, you know, I, I, I got to say, uh, I got real shook up. Wait, because you still end up? You still ended up with Rodgers? Yeah, I did. That sucks. That's crazy. Back half of the f- second round, I'll take. I should have just taken him. I know, but you weren't going to. You're going to take wide receiver. I already knew that. I was playing you like no, a fiddle, I, pal. I, I legitimately because like how you were looking ahead. Like I'm, I'm going through this scenario and just saying like I'm so convinced that Odell Beckham Jr. Right. Is on my team. <laughs> I'm I'm too busy. Like I'm literally right. I have the tweet. Uh huh. You're ready. I have the tweet. And right. Midway, thirty seconds into my second round pick, and I'm like, "What is going on? Like, what the?" And I'm like upset. Like, where is it? Like, what's going on? I almost make him stop the draft. But like, wait, wait, wait. El- Odell Beckham Jr. disappeared, and then I see he's on. He was picked before oh. by the guy who hates Odell Beckham. Jr. By the way, so you took Antonio Brown number six overall. I thought it was. A, I thought it was a bold call. Oh, I but, almost took Julio Jones, but you were, but you've been touting taking a high-end wide receiver early, and, and yeah, and you did it, so that's good. I didn't realize that Jeremy Hill was going to fall so far. I, you know what? I honestly thought MJD. I, I don't want to say that I convinced him, but I looked at one of MJD's other teams that he did with a talent league here or whatever, and I was, I think riding, it was celebrity league, celebrity league, yeah. and I was, I'm like, dude, why don't you go receivers? I was running down every run, like, no, nope, don't, don't draft him, don't do this, don't do that. I'm like, you should go receiver, receiver, and I was over and over, and then I looked at his team. I'm like, he went receiver, receiver. he went very receiver. I gotta stop head. talking to these people before. Um, the draft. You know, I will say this: the most poetic pick in the draft, Maurice Jones Drew, selected Rashad Jennings. That is awesome, man. And yeah, shout out to his backup. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to his former backup in Jackson. That Jackson's. was awesome. I was like, I can't believe you ended up with Rashad Jen. That's amazing. That's great. That's fun. It All is right. fun. Um, Wait, can I just ask one question yeah. before we move on? Please. You, I know you love Tevin Coleman. Yeah, I took him in the sixth. Sixth round. I know. 
I know. Was that like a just a gut one? You got the guy you loved, or were you were you flustered? Did you get sniped? What happened there? Oh no no no! I I, I basically I was again. I'm looking at the other rosters here, and I, I'm looking at um, Akbar and Elliot, and and I'm I wasn't too worried about Elliot because I I don't think he's too terribly high on Tevin. But I do know Akbar's extremely high on Tevin Coleman. He needed an extra running back in terms of depth. And he would have had two picks before he, has he came two back picks. to you. So. Exactly. Right, so I, I was I was worried that he wasn't gonna fall. And again, I think I think okay value okay value for Coleman would have been in the seventh round, right? But But you gotta reach for the ones you love. I didn't reach I didn't reach for David Cobb and money stolen from me. Ooh. So that's so, what happens. So yeah. I would do that. Yeah, and it, it's good to know, like you said, who's with you, like who's drafting around you. Right. Because I, I know I don't draft like the guy who is behind me, but Marcus, I felt, was very similar as evidenced by him going with two quarterbacks that I also like. And you're just like, that sucks. And it's like, that's why I'm taking Amir. Like, I was reaching on Amir Abdullah. Yeah. Probably reaching on some other, but I'm like, I'll be around early instead of being. And get the guy you want. Hundred times. Then, so, so I took Alshon Jeffrey as my wide receiver one. My wide receiver two. This is obviously going to be a weak spot for me all year. But my wide receiver two, Devonte Adams, I took in the fifth round. Yeah, as we mentioned, um, the show. Yeah, Gelhar, I want to get your reaction to that. I know it's a reach. I know it's a reach. But that being said, I was very interested in the fact that a lot of people were upset that I made the pick there. Yeah, I think it's just because it, there's a little bit that's unknown about him still. But man. If the upside is there for anybody, it's there for Devontae Adams. He's not going to get Jordy Nelson's 151 targets. That's insane. Obviously. That was like the most ever in an Aaron Rodgers team. However, Aaron Rodgers has been talking this guy up. He's athletic. He can make the catches. And, you know, they're going to need somebody to step up. And if Devontae Adams does, boom, he's got wide receiver two value. All right, let's do a minute. I would like to also add something into this. A little piece of advice is, again, not only knowing who's drafting with you, but it's important to know the structure of your draft as well as how you're constructing these teams because a lot of teams vary because we do we do two wide receivers and a flex. And, I, right. and I'm in a lot of leagues where it's three, three wide outs yep. mm-hmm. and a flex. So when I was in the second round and I took Jeremy Hill and I'm a big guy talking about, hey, you know, receiver, receiver, once all the other receivers were gone, and this is par- partly because Jordy Nelson's not in the mix anymore, is I'm looking and I'm like, you know, the guy I really wanted was Brandon Cooks. I'm like, okay, I – of all the receivers who are available, I really wanted Brandon Cooks. And again, just rolling the dice and being like, well, counting it, counting the number of picks and thinking like, okay, I'm going to have either Brandon Cooks, T.Y. Hilton, or DeAndre Hopkins. More than likely. Just like going through those type of scenarios. So that's important to know. Now, if we had been in a league with three receivers, I would have gone another receiver right there. Wouldn't have gone for the running back. But hundred percent agree. But, but make sure you know who's drafting and the, all the rules. And if your quarterback right. gets six points for a, a passing touchdown, because I know a lot of people are drafting this weekend, so this is imperative. Study that stuff first. Um, so just to piggyback on that, if you're playing in a league that only plays one running back, uh, two wide receivers, or maybe three wide receivers in a flex, you know when you only have to start one running back, the actually. Uh, Running backs become extremely devalued uh, mm. in that system. Uh, so just know that. I know we keep pounding the fact that you want to get running back. You want to get, but in a one running backs uh, league, man, running backs are extremely devalued, and, and sleeper running backs really become almost irrelevant. Irrelevant. Um, so yeah, to Adam's point, if you're in a three wide receiver league, just know your league. Just know your what league. It comes down to yeah. I mean the uh, the standard league is this: two wide receivers, two running backs, and a flex. In that, in that system, running backs have extreme value. If you've got three wide receivers, obviously 
the third the the wide receiver position becomes extremely valuable as well. Um, so and in those situations, I almost I almost do advocate taking quarterback late. Uh, because you do really want to load up on, on talented pass catchers and running backs as well. All right, let's move on. Uh, let's talk. I think we got time for a little, a little bit, bit of, of mailbag. Mail yep, let's go. All right, let's do that. Quick dabs. Message for you, son. All right, Jim Jury asks: Better backup to own David Cobb, Lorenzo Taliaferro, or Matt Jones there in Washington? Gentlemen, uh, Marcus Grant, we'll start with you. If I can interrupt your draft, uh, you know, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with David Cobb right now. I mean, I'm big on him. I just drafted him actually. Out of baby, how dare you? Uh, uh, you know, I, I will say that I was a little bit disconcerted this morning coming in and reading uh, quotes from Sylvester Croom, the Titans running backs coach, basically saying that he needs to learn how to be a professional and not everybody's on scholarship here and whatever, whatever, whatever. But I still like what I've seen from him on film. He yeah. he is the definition of running downhill, and so I think long term. He's the guy who's going to take over that. Am I weird? Game. I just saw some highlights for David Cobb, man. I don't know why it looks like he looks like a player that should have one of those neck rolls. Yes, mm-hmm. and he looks, yeah. he looks in that Titans unit. I don't know why he looks a little bit like Lorenzo Neal. Am I weird? Wow, I don't, I don't know why. That's a, nice, that's a nice comparison. I don't know why I thought that. I just was like, is that Loren-? no? It's not. It's David Cobb. Um, I really, really like Matt Jones, man. I don't know why. He's looked great. He's looked looked awesome. He's looked very good. He's looked awesome down there. But I still like, I mean, I still like Alfred Morris, which is why. Also true. Yeah, it's tough. Um, uh, Adam Rank, uh, David Cobb, Lawrence, Talifio, Matt Jones. Cobb is the one I would anticipate being the starter for his team, so yeah. it seems to make the most sense to go. Yeah, I don't even know if he's – does he count as a backup? Right now, he I does think does right are, now, yes, for okay. sure. But I think they're expected to split Let's carries. Let's hear Jim Drury. <laughs> Bishop Sankey is not the starter. Okay, very good point. Uh, Alex Gelhar, what do you like? Uh, what do I like? Hold on. Um, David Cobb, obviously, I but like, I think uh, Matt – yeah, it's David Cobb's my man. Uh, oh, other than David Cobb. I do like Matt Jones a lot. I think uh, Lorenzo Taliaferro's got like a, an MCL sprain or something right now, which is disconcerting. But Matt Jones has looked great, and I have just a bad—I have a bad feeling. You know where is that one? Very bad feeling about this. I think that Matt Jones could steal a lot of production from Freddie Morris. We all love him. For some reason, the Redskins don't, and no. I, I have a bad feeling that Jones could get not only just a bunch of carries and passes out of the backfield, but goal line work too. All right. So next uh, mailbag question. Get that sandwich out of your pie hole and listen up, maggot. It's time for mail call. Justin Power, J Power three thirty, uh, or excuse me, J Power thirty three asks: Should I leave Landry in the flex spot or go with Adams? I'm assuming he's talking about Devonte yes. Adams. It's a half point PPR. That's what makes this an interesting question. It does, Gelhar. I think if uh, we're talking about the flex and a half-point PPR, for the most part, in a half-point PPR league, I always treat those like a PPR league. Yeah. If you're getting yeah. the benefit of added points from receptions, right. Right. favor the guy that's going to get more receptions, and that is Jarvis Landry. Uh, he's he's a lock for, for 80 catches. He's yeah, going to push for 100. He's easily going to push for 100 catches. Tannehill has been favoring him a lot. He's looking for him in the red zone, but he's just that chain mover, and he's the only wide receiver there. Tannehill has so many talented pass-catching options. Uh, Landry is the only one that he has like a good rapport and a trust with, and you can see him targeting him a lot. So uh, in that instance, we love the upside of Adams, but i got to go with Landry. I feel like with Adams, he targets him a lot because he wants to get him into the mix early. That's, yeah, that's remember, what it's been right now. I, I think it was the game that Randall Cobb went down two years ago, and they put Jared Boykin in. Threw to him a bunch, the Ravens like, game. Like, immediately. Yeah. Like, they, he threw it to him, like, ten consecutive times. It was, like, I think it was actually, like, legitimately five in a row. They hit him on a screen. He tried him on a slant. Like, because Rodgers wanted to be like, hey, I can trust I you. Gotta Let's get, get this I going. Gotta, yeah, it's the anti-Troy Aikman. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Marcus Grant, what do you think? Uh, I'm definitely going with, J- with Jarvis Landry here. I mean, on top of what Alex said, uh, you know, I mean, he is the guy 
who is the bona fide number one receiver in his sure. offense, whereas Adams is kind of the number two guy at this point. Plus, reading earlier today that they like his red zone work, speaking of Landry, and that they think that his touchdown potential could possibly double this year. So that, that was exciting. That you know, is an added bonus. That right there is what makes me kind of pick uh, Devontae Adams. Look, in a half-point PPR – I don't want to overvalue it too often. It's still, even in a PPR league, touchdowns are king. Um, so, And I get that. I, I think Adams, look, is he going to get 80 balls? Probably not. But I think 65 catches is something that's doable for Devontae Adams, given the offense. Um, and again, I, I think 8-9 touchdowns is absolutely well within reach. And I think he's got higher upside than that. The reason I... I it's so close, this one. But the reason I, I maybe grade Jarvis Landry just a tick down is because I'm not sure, despite all of the you know preseason rumblings, I don't know that he gets a lot of touchdowns um, in the upcoming season. Maybe, I don't know, is five or six sounds about right for a guy like Jarvis Landry? But I, I, I'm not exactly sure. Uh, you dropped the pen, Adam Rank. You, you don't agree. No, I don't. Okay. What do you think he could You're going with the guy from Fresno State over the LSU guy? <laughs> All right. Am I right? Wow. Am are I right? Right? Wait, wait, wait. We're hating on the Mountain West now? What is right? what okay. I'm joking. Right. But the one thing, Jarvis Landry yeah. is an immense talent. Yeah. And if you look back at his work at LSU, he made some amazing catches. And I know I say this often, but I think it bears repeating. Okay. That, and I think it was a game against Arkansas. He makes a one-handed grab that had he done it on a Sunday night game, <laughs> Against the Dallas Cowboys, he would be on the cover of Madden. They they really love him in Miami. Yeah, he is going to have a monster breakout season. I am all about Jarvis Landry in PPR and standard league. Okay, he steps up this year. Uh, give me a projection for him very quickly. I'm going to say 80, 12, 12. Wow, wow. that's a monster year. That is monster, a monster year. Twelve hundred yeah. yards, twelve touchdowns. Is that not bad? That's, that's, that's good. That is amazing. that's saucy. All right, let's do it, man. Let's close Let's. out the show. Daily Dap's time. Let's dap it up. Extra, extra, read all about it. This is the Daily Dap's and Hook. Give me daps because I'll be scribbling right. Give me dapping up, daps abound, daps up. All right, we do the Daily Daps. Um, and, you know, again, I love the fact that we're doing this twice a week. It, it kind of gives us an opportunity. To, it makes it more daily. It does make it more daily. <laughs> daily Weekly Daps. Not? Yes, absolutely. It's not an alliteration. It doesn't sound as good. <laughs> um, Alex Gelhart, can you kick us off? Um, I think I've dapped this before, but, uh, man, Hannibal on NBC has just been phenomenal. It's one of the best shows on television right now. Nobody's right. watching it. It's going away. It doesn't sound like anybody else is going to pick it up. But if you like good television or you're a fan of the Hannibal TV series or you just want something that's cool and different and beautifully shot and acted on television, check out Hannibal on NBC. Please, just just do it for me before it goes away. There you go. Show it some love. Marcus Grant. Uh, mine is going out to – see, every now and then we do this thing, uh, several of us get together for this thing called High Life Fridays where basically we get together and we drink the champagne of beers and watch <laughs> terrible cinema. And so the upcoming edition. Wait, you, you, you guys just sit there and drink Coors heavies? I, uh, no, no, really? yeah. Miller, Miller High Life. Oh, High Life. champagne. The champagne, the champagne of I beers. See. And uh, we watch terrible cinema. So the upcoming edition of High Life Friday will feature the film Samurai Cop, which somehow has, which has the distinction of somehow being the worst and best action film of all time. It's incredible. <laughs> It's because they they are so uh, sincere in trying to make a good movie. And they fail so it's not, miserably. It's not like when they made, uh, I'm 
I'm blanking on one where you know they're making a campy, cheesy, like a like, Sharknado kind of thing. Yeah, where Sharknado knows like this is a terrible movie. Right, it's having fun. Samurai Cop is trying to make a. They're, they're trying, trying to make trying like, to be a good action film. They're trying to make like a. They want to be Lethal Weapon or something like. Yeah, that. like that. Like they think that that's what this is. going to be. And it just goes so horribly, <laughs> so comedically wrong. Terrible. It is incredible. Yeah, so I love it. Check it out. Go look it up. Adam Wright. I'm gonna. I still want the uh, thanks track from Forty Ounces to Freedom playing when we do this because I think it would just be much more appropriate. And okay, uh, Bradley, maybe we can make that. Work. We'll work on it's, it. It's an homage to Bradley, who I'll give him a daily dap because I appreciate his music. Daily dap to Jack Kirby, who would have had his 98th birthday today, but Stanley stole it. Um, <laughs> daily dap to Dan Hansis, who invited me to try to win Wes's toaster on the ATL podcast, but thankfully. Black tie stepped in and would not allow it. Wow. He, he shut me down. He's like, I'm going to keep you off a second podcast. So Daps. Breaking news in the Fantasy Life Daily oh, Daps section. Look at this. I want to uh, give daps to NXT. I, I love that, that thing. I upgraded my cable at home, so now I watch X, NXT on the reg, and it's so great. <laughs> so much better. I, I don't even know if don't I'll watch Don't you get it on the network, though? Don't you get it on the WWE network? I know, but you have to have it. You have to have your internet connection up to speed. Yeah. Uh, Otherwise, no, I would watch You know, a couple of – I would watch some matches on YouTube. Or uh, however, I don't know if that's illegal. Whatever. Do it like that. Um, I want to give daily daps to Money and Gelhar. Um, Our commissioner in our NFL Fantasy Live League pushed ahead legislation that we didn't vote on. That legislation was that we were going to get IR spots. And I think our commissioner had it in his mind that he was going to draft Todd Gurley and Aaron Foster. And he got neither one of them (laughs) because Money and Gelhar stole them. So dap, dap. And uh, dap to Southwest Airlines for having the best app. Because I have a Samsung Samsung phone, and sometimes it's hard to do a screen grab. Okay. But when you check in for your itinerary for Southwest Airlines, it has a button that says "Take a picture." Take a screenshot. Kabam! It is so easy. I'm like, you're the greatest. That is nice. Southwest Airlines, you're the best. I always like how rank slides in like eight daily daps. (laughs) (laughs) He's, you know what? It's It's funny because the first time he was on this podcast, he had no, he had to scramble. Yes. And find one. And now he's got nine of them, which I love the fact that you've embraced this, by the way. <laughs> hey, man. Um, I'm going to give two daily daps. Uh, the first one will go to, to my guy Josh here, what, OKJ15. Uh, he's a regular contributor to me on Twitter, which is great. Asked a ton of questions. I try to get back to him as much as possible. But, you know, he watches the show all the time. He noticed that on one particular show, and I do this all the time, I, I wear, like, bright-colored athletic socks instead of, like, dress socks. <laughs> and he Whoa. caught it. I, I mean – he called out what kind it was. Wait, who? Wow. Like the brand of the sock? The brand of the sock. That and is, he nailed impressive. it. The call is coming from inside the house. <laughs> and he called it. And I'm like, man, that is some good investigating. And he sent me a twit pic. Um, so daily daps to him just for the fact that he watches it all the time. Oh, no, and he, he also listens to this podcast because the tweet right. or that He's uh, making a reference Friends to, to the your Twitter rap report. Right. Oh, boy. Quote tweeting. That, oh, is, that has gotten – I've seen several tweets Dude. about that. And actually, because Marcus and I did the NFL Fan League where we uh, had 10 people – we had a bunch of people send in submissions on Twitter for the best responses to get in the league. One of the ones we put in the league was because he said, I have nothing to add to this this retweet. <laughs> so he made a reference joke to Adam's Adam's rant to the podcast. Uh, we were like, this guy's got to be in. So, Josh, uh, I, I'm going to hit you with a daily dap. I, I haven't done it for a fan yet. Now, it's, for it, it's very rare that I will do that. 
that. But but right there, that was good. He's a great fan. You know, my second one, uh, here's the thing, man. I was feeling bummed out last week because, you know, I've been reading some negative comments uh, written about me. And, and I don't know, you know, usually when you get in this business, you have a pretty thick skin. I guess you don't have to have a thick skin, but I have a pretty thick <laughs> skin about it. Um, I've met plenty of people in this business with thin skins, and I get it. But, um, you know, I read these comments, and, like, I don't know, 99% of the time, I just don't care. Right, but for some reason, when I was reading these comments last week, I just got super bummed out. Oh man, never, and, read, com- never read comment boards. I, I hear you, but uh, which I do anyways because I I think they're really funny. But oh, I love oh yeah, it's, a, it's hilarious. Right, but uh, that like- that being said, I got really bummed out. You know, and then this tragedy happened in Virginia. Uh, WDBJ, I believe, is the station there. Uh, a, a reporter and a photographer shot and killed. Tragic story out of Roanoke, Virginia. It reminded me of where I came from because my roots are in local news, and that's kind of how I came up. I did the whole local news thing for six years before I got called up into into a network gig, and it really made me appreciate because, listen, I'll tell you what, man. I've been out on a story. I've been threatened to, to be shot. I've I've filmed uh, a, a police officer, uh, officer involved shooting, um, and seeing someone die on camera. Um, I've been threatened with a gun, a knife, fist fights. Uh, people have uh, hurled racial epithets at me. So, it, local news is, is no joke, man. Uh, it's a it's a real grind, and it can be a real grind on you mentally, physically, emotionally. And the fact that you know it's finally cut, we're seeing a tragedy here. It just reminded me of kind of where I came from and how actually grateful I am to be where I'm at, to be getting paid to talk about fantasy football. It's the greatest freaking job in the world, and I truly, truly appreciate it. Um, And and I know it kind of sucks that a tragedy had to kind of bring that out of me, but you know what? It did. I'm sharing it with the listeners. I hope you appreciate where you're at. Uh, Hug the loved one today uh, because, man, this stuff can get pretty serious pretty quick. So there you go. Well said. Daily Daps right there, um, and we're going to get our new – so we're going to a new format here, guys. It, twice it's weekly. Twice weekly now, Tuesdays and Fridays. Tuesdays and Fridays. So basically you listen to us to get ready for your waiver wire pickups of the week, your free agent pickups, and your daily uh, – uh, or your weekly roster reminders as well. So Tuesdays and Fridays. Next week it's still late. It's still going to be late, but but it, once the season starts, early you'll it's going to be early, baby. Bright and early in the morning. You're going to get it nice and early. For, We're getting right up in. at the crack of dawn for you. I mean, so, literally, I mean, I'm supposed to be in here at 5 in the morning, uh, West Coast time, so that we can bang out this this podcast, and I'm actually looking forward to it, kind of. It should be fun. I'll, I'll <laughs> like, we'll, we'll, we'll all be in here. You'll right. have your quadruple shot from uh, Starbucks. We'll have some cups no of coffee. Joke. No joke. We'll be good to go. All right, you guys let's have do it. fun with that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right, that's going to do it for us. Whoa, that is the news. Excuse that's me. That's the news. We're out of here, folks. No more news. All right. For Alex Gellhar, Marcus Grant, Adam Rank, I'm James Gell. Peace! You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. 
Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. They say every dog has its day, but when you're Lulu and your parents drive a Camry, every day is your day. The roomy rear seat is the perfect, whoa, is that the dog park? Backseat besties, it's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota, let's go places. You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer like this one. Or home to vibes like this. And this. It might surprise you that we're top 10 for immersive art that's like... Whoa. And... Hmm. Not to mention, we have one of the top zoos in the country. So can a city with the country's best pro soccer team, ranking as a top culinary destination in the world, be in your own backyard? Yes, Columbus. Plan your summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash summer. 